all of the details, all of the data, all of the digits. Ben had a clause in his contract that he must be the highest paid player at the club. I want a new four-year deal and I want to go on 120 grand a week. Apparently their bonus schedule, their bonus payments were almost impossible to achieve. Almost impossible. I swear on my life, this is what he said to me, you've had to beat them by two clear goals as well. The second a player has his head turned, you are screwed. This is a big one that people want to know. Does your pay get cut? So I had a million pounds signing on fee for, for West Brom but it gets broken down over the length of the contract. So your basic wage at West Brom... Oh, gosh, are we saying it? Am I saying it out loud? So for staying in the Premier League with West Brom, Ben Foster got... Hello, everybody. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, welcome back to the Fozcast. We've got one of these episodes for you today, which I know you absolutely love. If you're watching us on Spotify, you might be able to see that there is a West Brom shirt behind me. And that is because we are going through my very first West Brom contract. Forensically. Forensically. All of the details, all of the data, all of the digits. All of the numbers, I know you want to know all the numbers. Uh, we're talking sort of salary, we're talking signing on fees, bonuses, we're talking contract length, all the other bits of bits like you know, nitty gritty, all that kind of stuff. So Tomasi, hit me with it. Yeah, Let's go. So this is the envelope that you gave me this morning. West Brom contract signed the 30th of June 2012. Oh, so this is what, 13, ooh, nearly 13 years ago this was? 11 years ago. Oh my God, I'm all over the shop. Yeah, 11 years ago. 11 years ago, sorry. Well, this just a couple of things to note. This is your first West Brom this contract. This is my first West Brom contract. So this is the one that I signed when I left Birmingham City. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we were in a coffee shop the other day. I was, sorry. And somebody said to me that they had it on good authority that Ben had a clause in his contract that he must be the highest paid player at the club. At West Brom? Yeah. For West Brom? Yeah. Lies. <laughs> Absolute lies. So that good authority, mate. This, like the foot. Honestly, the football world. Every all the fans out there think they know little bits of nuggets here and there. And you'll go, well, I heard this and I heard that. And honestly, ninety-five percent of it is absolute rubbish. I guarantee you, absolute rubbish. All these, you know, you see him like you'll read them always in the back of the sun or something like that. Apparently, he's got this mad contract where he has this written into it and that written into it. No chance on this earth. Most contracts, and I mean this. 99% 99% of all contracts are always exactly the same. You'll get your basic wage. If you're a goalie, you might have a clean sheet bonus. A striker, you might have a strike, a goal-scoring bonus. Other than that, it's absolutely standard. So in this contract, I've brought all of the pieces in. Um, it's the contract. You've got the bonus schedule. You've got all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's interesting to say that this is actually a very different contract to the Man United contract. Because the Man United contract episode we did, if you haven't listened to that, go and give it a listen. It's a belter. Obviously, Manchester United, they are at the top of the pyramid. They're the big boys. They're the ones in Champions League, all that. And when you're signing a contract for somebody like a West Brom, they don't they don't load it for winning things. They don't incentivize you for winning things. Winning the Champions League. No, because it's not going to happen. You're not even going to win the Premier League. It's not the way that it not works for a team like West Brom. So they have to incentivize it in a different way. They have to load it so that 
basically you avoid relegation. Yeah. And that, that's exactly how this contract reads, really, isn't it? Mate, absolutely. So I've I've spent some time this morning looking through that and I looked through the Man United one and that was the first thing I said to you. Yeah. And it's not a case of like ambition or anything no. like that. It's just r- realism. And you look at it and go, one's loaded for European football and yep. winning Premier League titles and the other one is survival. Ba- so, Consolidation so interestingly, and survival. interestingly... Those the Man United one. So obviously, when we were at Man United, you were getting paid an awful lot of bonuses for finishing, like wherever you'd finish in the Premier League. If you finished fifth or fourth or third, you'd still get a really good bonus schedule, a bonus payment. Um, if you got to the quarterfinal of the Championship, uh, sorry, Champions League, you'd get a really good bonus yep. payment. It wasn't until about two or three years after I left Manchester United that they completely changed the bonus schedule for literally just winning things. What at United? At United, so. Finishing second in the Premier League, no bonus payment because wages were so high and players were getting paid 150 grand a week that they said, no, we're not willing to do this anymore. We're not willing to pay you for finishing second in the league yeah. or getting knocked out in the quarterfinal in the Champions League or the quarterfinal. How do you the- know that? So you left the clubs. How do you know that those changes take place? Because um, I was still in the England team at that time. So okay. I would still be with the lads and I would still be with all the physios, masseurs, all that kind of stuff. And it was always, that was just like the, it wasn't the big talk, but it was the talk of, yeah, it's all changed now. Um, basically, yeah, we, we if you finish second in the Premier League, you ain't getting a bonus payment. You ain't, you ain't getting rewarded for basically, in United's eyes, failing. Well, it was back then, wasn't it? Exactly. Let's that. be honest. Exactly like, I think now it's Champions League, win a trophy, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. to build and work their way up to what? Challenging next season? Well, there's. Oh, listen to this. This is a funny one as well. One of the lads, Danny Rose, it was actually. Danny Rose, um, obviously used to be at Tottenham. Daniel Levy is sort of so famously known for being tight and being an absolute businessman, brutal, ruthless businessman. Apparently their bonus schedule, their bonus payments were almost impossible to achieve, almost impossible. To actually get paid a bonus, you would only get it for beating one of the big boys, one of the top six teams. So you're talking to Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool. And you'd ha- and apparently, <laughs> I swear on my life, this is what he said to me, you have had to beat them by two clear goals as well. So if Spurs... Beat Man United 1-0 at Old Trafford. It's not enough, mate. You ain't getting that bonus. <laughs> Winning games is... is That's what they expect you to win games as Tottenham manager. Tottenham, apparently. But to get the bonus, you have to obliterate your opponent. You have to beat Man City 2-0, 3-0 to get that bonus payment, which is bonkers. And I'm saying, Rosie, like, no chance. You can't... That's impossible. And he was like, oh, no. Fozzie, oh, no. Like, he said, well, there was one time we were winning 2-0 or something like that. They scored a last-minute goal and everyone was just, like, looking at each other going, oh, come on, lads, what the... We're missing out on the bonus. Thing, and they've still won the big game. And they've still won the big game. That's mental. Bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, it's interesting because I think um, there's a lot of topical chat at the moment with Spurs and I heard something on the radio and a comment, I think one of the pundits said, was, like, who... Remember who they are, yeah? Like, they, I think some... He was intimating that a lot of Tottenham fans think they should be challenging it. It's like, no, you're Tottenham. You don't yeah. win things, which you look at it and go, well, they, they don't, well, do yeah, they? I think historically, for sure. I, well, not historically, in their, in their recent history, in the last sort of 15, 20 years, sure. But I think it, Tottenham, I, I think the problem is, is Tottenham have got to a stage where they have got everything else covered off now. The training ground is world class, the stadium. Yeah. Um, they've got the infrastructure now. So Tottenham fans are going, well, Hold on a minute. There's nothing else we can improve on. Well, other had, than 
other than results on the well, pitch. They've had the managers as well. As well. They've yeah. had, what have they had in recent years? Pochettino. Mourinho. Mourinho. Conte. Some, oh, mate, they've had some big boys, So yeah. what's the missing link here? Well, it's not the missing link. It's the common theme is the word, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The common theme is, this is what everybody's saying, and this is probably why Antonio Conte went off on one the other day, um, is about the, the ownership model and the way that it's run. And it's almost... We run it as a business and we make money year on year. So let's just keep going the way we're going instead of going, no, we want to win things. We want to be ruthless. We want to set a, an ethos within this football club that we win things. And it's yep. as simple as that. That's what for, 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 um, Tottenham fans aren't happy about. And that's what Antonio Conte is. What, not there we go. With. Little tangent, but we like tangents. There we go. We, we like tangents. Right. So let's start off. Um, I just want to talk to you about contracts. So how quickly can a contract be proposed to you and signed because there's kind of two contracts isn't there there's the contract with the league so like the Premier League for yeah. example so when you get an offer come through it'll be the contract from the Premier League which yeah. is basically mitigates I guess all the lawyer stuff because it's a standard contract between club player and Premier League yeah. so you know that that's watertight it's good, it's good to go yeah. watertight it's a proper contract so th- and that's that's one that I'm holding in my hand here. It's like a Premier League Premier League contract schedule. Yeah, sure. Then there becomes one which is it's a West Brom specific, which is like your terms with them. My personal terms. Yes. yes. So that's what we're talking about today, right? Yeah, sure. And we'll talk about the bonus like payments as well. With the bonus payments, um, normally are very they're, they're they're the whole team bonus payments. So it, I think West Brom worked on a on a scheme of money per point didn't they so they in did. the premier league you would get if you if you got a draw on a saturday for example that would be worth x amount of thousand pounds and we'll talk about exactly what it is in a second yeah okay so how quickly have you had a an offer to sign him um oh that, that it can happen in days it can genuinely happen in days it normally goes on a bit longer because it's always a bit of a um, it's like a bit of a game isn't it you know what i mean nobody wants to show their hand first everybody wants to play it like cool really and no I'm not too first and you know we'll just see what it is but never is that the case I promise you so when a when a player gets offered a new contract it's it's normally a case of that player will end up going into I don't know like a chief exec or something like that they'll call him into the office and they'll sit you down and they'll go listen you're doing really well we're really happy with what you're doing we want to offer you a new contract you go yeah brilliant um you know my agent this is his name this is his number talk to him perfect All that's right. how it goes that's how it goes um and he'll go yeah brilliant but you're happy to stay you know you're happy to be at the club you want to sign a new contract and they're like yeah i love it here you, having a great time have you never considered doing that yourself then and going no so i remember you saying to me that gene used to do his own yeah like with his dad and one have you ever not just thought do you know what it's an easy one for me no not no not at all i'd say probably now later on in my life i would have i would have been more comfortable doing it but no not when i was younger sort of that was one of the last things i wanted to do one of the last things i wanted to do i never wanted to sit in a room and say i want this amount and they'll say nope you're not worth it and i'll go why what do you mean i'm not worth- <laughs> yeah, i am what? Mom I said. yeah so um no i was always always happy to leave it to my my agent to do which yeah i i get what you're saying because i don't i can't imagine it's the most I can't imagine it's the hardest thing to negotiate in the world. And if you, do you have the conversation? Obviously, you have the conversation with your agent, but at what level do you say, um, hey, Bobby, I want 100 grand a week. That's it. I it, will not budge. Do not speak to me until you get to that number. That's, or? that's exactly how it can go. It can go a million ways from that as well. It can go absolutely anywhere. So normally what would happen with me, for example, is I would then go straight out to, to get my phone. I'd bring my agent. I'd say, oh, mate, um, spoke, just spoke to the chief exec. They want to offer me a new contract. Uh, and They're going to be in touch. Okay. From that point on, that the, the chief exec will get in touch with the agent and they will basically 
start sort of thrashing it out. But in the meantime, I've already spoke to my agent about what I want. So okay. obviously, depending on what stage you are in your career, say you're 25 years old, 26 year old, um, you've got ambitions to be at a bigger club. You know, you might go, hmm, you know, I might think about this, to be honest with you. You know, is it going to be worth it? Apparently, I've only got a year and a half left on my contract. I might, I can run it down a little bit if I give it another six months. This is always the risk of it, though. If Say if you're a mid-20s player and you're absolutely smashing it in the Premier League for a, a, a mid-table team you're one of the best players in, in, in your position in the league almost, then you've got some serious bargaining chips, serious bargaining chips. You've got a lot of power. You hold all the power, basically, because once you go down to a year, yeah, the club starts to, I mean, genuinely panic. Even a year and a half. A year and a half, clubs are panicking. Two that's years big, normally. And that's because of resale value, right? Yeah, for resale look, value. Look at Harry Kane. Yeah. So this is, um, Arsenal have been, is it fair to say Arsenal have been a little bit... Would you say slack in the past over it? Yeah, they have. They've, they've been famous for it, in fact. They've been famous for getting down to a year and a half, a year, and the player just either walking or they're going to have to sell him for absolute peanuts. So at what point, if you, you're on a three-year deal, four-year deal, at what point, if you're doing a good job, yeah. at what point does the conversation crop up of, is it two years out? Is it a year out? It's it fully dependent on how you're doing. Like I say, if you're doing really well and you've still got three years left on your deal and there's rumours in the paper of clubs coming in for you and paying you stupid amounts of money and trying to sign you for 100 million or whatever, this is the point where a player can even then go to a club and say, listen, I've, I'm getting linked with Man United, I'm getting linked with Man City um, and I know I can get 150 grand a week if I'm then, but I'm sitting here playing for you for 40 grand a week. Yeah, yeah? I want a new four-year deal and I want to go on 120 grand a week. Yeah, And that can happen. Oh, for sure it'll and happen. So, so let's look at an example at the moment. Um, so it also works, rather than running down a contract, you might be at the start of a contract. Yeah. So let's look at Matoma at Brighton, right? Okay. So he comes in, yeah. um, unknown, fair to say, yeah. and he tears it up. Exactly. From day one, do the, the it's in the, the club's best interest to get on top of that early and yes. go. And do you know what? We've signed him on a four year deal, yeah. so he can sit here for four years yeah. and pay him. I don't know, twelve grand a week, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Or we get on top of it and look after him. What What's your view on that? This is the bit here where you have to take the human element into it. So, I think a lot of people get carried away with the fact that they play champ man. And they see a player on a four-year deal and they think, you've got four years left, no chance, mate, yeah? I can wait till it gets down to 18 months or even a year and then I can offer him a new contract, right? That's not how life works, yeah? So if that player's smashing it, but he's only earning, say Matoma, for example, I'd, I'd wager a bet that he's probably on about 30 grand a week. 40 grand a week, maybe. When he signed? When he signed. He's not signing for massive money. He's not signing no, for big bucks. I wouldn't thought it would be that much. Maximum, yeah? Maximum. Say he's on, say he's on 30 grand a week, all right? And, he's and this got... is all in football terms, by the way. Yeah, right, in, yeah. in relation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking, yeah. In relation to the real world, this is just crazy money, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But course. in football terms, Matoma, his market value is ridiculous right now, yeah? You imagine if somebody's going to try and sign Matoma, they're going to have to pay the best part of 50 mil, maybe? Yeah, yeah. 50 North, mil from the 50, time, 50, 40, 50 mil, yeah? yeah. So if he's sitting there on 30 grand a week and he knows he's worth this money and he knows there's this team and this team and this team that are interested in trying to sign him, I think Brighton are that well-equipped and they run it so well that they won't even wait for the player to come to them. Yeah. I think they'll go to him and say... Mate, you're smashing it. We love you to bits. This relationship works, yeah? You work for us. We work for you. You know what I mean? Should we just carry this on? We'll look after you. We'll give you a new four-year deal, yeah? Starting from now. And we'll double, treble your wages, right? We'll look after you. That way, the player then goes, 
I really like that. I really appreciate yeah, it that. Makes you that feel is, valued. It makes you feel so valued. I really appreciate that. Cool, let's do it. So then that then takes that sort of that doubt out of Matoma's head of thinking about other teams and what the future might like. So he's on a real good wage. He's got a new four-year deal. He can just focus on playing So football. let me play devil's advocate here. So let's say this hypothetical scenario plays out and he signs a new five-year deal, 60 bags a week. Yeah. Right, end of the season, he is killing it. Arsenal come in for seventy million, and Brighton go, no, we're not signing him. Yeah, and we've seen it time and time. Yeah, and yeah. the player kicks off. Right, yeah. which side of the fence do you sit on? Because I would go, tough shit, mate. You signed the five year deal because you wanted that extra money. I get this. I completely get this. This is where again you have to take the human element into it. The second a player has his head turned, you are screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So either. That's a 70 million pound asset. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not talking chump change yet. That's yeah. 70 million quid, right? So you can either cut your nose off to spite your face and go, you're staying. His performances dip. His market value dips. The word gets out he's a bit of a bad egg when things don't go his way. It's not good for anybody. It, it rarely ends up in a positive. Well, one no. that did, we're led to believe, is Harry Kane. Yeah. So last season, wasn't it? Well, Harry Kane, not really. It didn't turn out well, did it? It just kind of carried on the same. Harry Kane's always smashed it. Yeah, but he had his head turned. He, yeah, he did. He definitely had his head he turned. He, he handed just... in a transfer request. But Harry Kane is, again, it comes down to the individual. Harry Kane is, you can tell, very professional. Yeah, he's an course. utmost professional. So even if he's had his head turned, yeah, he will still just do the same job. There are players, though, like say, if you are on a, I don't know, you, you just signed this brand new contract, but the, the lure of playing for a Man City or a Chelsea or an Arsenal comes in, that's a that's a big thing. That's have a, you seen it with your in clubs? Have yeah, you I've seen, seen it in clubs. I've seen it. I remember the the Sado Berahino incident from years ago when I was at West Brom when um, there were t- Tottenham were getting linked with him yeah. for he's talking best part of twenty million quid and West Brom at the time were a bit like Dave, Daniel Levy at, at Tottenham where he, they were so tight they were so like they were known for being world class negotiators and like milking the very last drop of money out of other football teams. Um, and Tottenham came in with this offer, which it wasn't all front-loaded cash, basically. It was in instalments and it was on performance. And West Brom said, no, if you want him, you pay the money for him. You pay that exact money. We take that money, all of it, and you can have the player. That is the bit that made Sido's head just go pop. Yeah. Gone. They'd lost the player Did he get a new point. contract? Uh, oh, I don't think so. I don't think well, so. he wasn't hot enough, uh, he down tools, l- long enough, was he? Not, I wouldn't say down tools, but his head was gone. So yeah. he was no longer the player he was. Um, the relationship he had with West Brom was burnt. That bridge was gone, long gone. It was just a. It was a. It was a no win for everyone at this point. This is what I'm saying. Where it sounds bad and it sounds like you're giving in to the player, but the second they've had their head turns, very very rarely does it end well. Yeah, I think because as well we we hear circumstances of um, of managers and clubs just having a common sense approach. Yeah. Where I think Ronaldo famously with Ferguson wasn't it? It yeah. was like he's going to go to Real Madrid. And I, I believe the conversation went something like, give us one year. Yeah, Just give us boom. one more year boom, and then you can go. And then you can go. And I we'll, think that we'll works get, well, we'll, doesn't we'll it? We'll get 70, 80 mil for you. Everybody's a winner. At yeah. that time, that was it's a world record fee. It's everything. So that's, that's what I mean, though. That's where you have to be. You have to sort of forget the ego a little bit. Yeah. Everybody does. I mean, everybody across the board from from the chief execs, the club, the chairman, the player, that you have to almost take the emotion out of it and have to go, right, 
Let's try and sort it with a player if he can. And if he don't, then we're going to just have to sell the player. And I think I think Brighton have been really good at doing that. I do. I think Brighton. I think what they do, Brighton, for example, they're very good at doing this. They've sold so many players along the years where they've gone, right, I'll tell you what, if we get a 30, 40 million pound offer for you, we'll probably sell you. The, the impressive thing about Brighton is it's always on their terms. Yeah. Same as Spurs, to be fair. Yeah, you sure. know, love, like him or loathe him, it's always that way. It's on their terms. Yeah. And it's like when they, this season... Right, and we keep using them as an example, but the model's just so good. And it's called succession planning, isn't it? Yeah, exactly so, that. They've so always got something in Their chief scout the goes, they know who the next one is. Their manager goes, and they go... So even now, Deserby's not long been in situ. He goes, they know, they've got a shortlist. They've they got know a shortlist who it is. To go. And you always think with other clubs, that, that isn't the case. No You chance, can see yeah. that it isn't the oh, case. Yeah. It's an incredibly, incredibly well-run football club. But look at the um, striker situation there. Like they got rid of Mopay, didn't they? Yeah. Who hasn't torn up trees. Nope. And then this young lad, Ferguson, Evan Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson. And you kind of go, it's another one. He looks a real deal. Then. I know we're going on tangents again here, but he looks a real deal, by the way. I he watched does, him in the FA Cup it? the other day. He's a man. He is a big, fully grown man. He's got a massive head on him as well. Big head. Big head. Big, big head. <laughs> yeah. Rock head. And he, he does. He looks a real deal, mate. He looks like he's going to be an absolute player. And, and that's no that's no coincidence. No. They've let Mopay go because Boom. they know... What's got coming, coming what's through? in the academy? It means they can get money for him, get him off the wage bill, because I guarantee you would have been a higher earner. They bring a kid through that's not earning the big money, hungry, knows he can do a job anyway. Everybody's a winner. It aids in his development. Yeah. Right, come on, let's get back to the contract anyway. Right. Stop tangenting. Tangent, I want to talk no. details, all right? That was a good tangent, that yeah. was, mate. Right, the first one I want to look at is this section within your contract, which reads, retention of status bonus yes what does that mean basically don't get relegated <laughs> don't get relegated. yeah if uh, as long as we so any bonus that is payable in this contract any bonus is null and void if you get relegated yeah yes. and the bonus so the bonus schedule for west brom individually was incredible good. they very were fantastic good. yeah wages wages were decent at west brom not they weren't groundbreaking they weren't they did never would ever break the, the you know the ceiling to, to give you a high wage but they would give you seriously good performance bonuses. based performance based bonuses yes. to, to make you to keep you hungry to keep you wanting and fighting for every single point and every single game so even when you get to middle of april middle of march and you might have 45 50 points and you're safe they still want you to keep fighting and try and finish as high up as you possibly can because the higher you finish in the league, it goes on positions. Yep. The, the the club get more money from the Premier League per position. So they want you to finish as and high I as think possible. a lot of people listening might go, listen, they're paid a fortune. They should be giving it their all every week. Yes, they should. They should, yeah. But in the, re in the real world, it works in a similar way to what your normal job works. If yeah. you can get the job done... Oh, performance-related you know But if you get the job done and you go, oh, I've got a pretty steady end of the week now... I'll just take it easy for the rest nope. of the week. It's exactly the same. Exactly. Unless, that. If you've got a little bonus scheme yeah, keeps pushing you, going, you along, keeps you pushing. Then, well, let's talk about that. Then. So this so, basically yeah, is if, as long as you didn't get relegated, you would hit these bonuses. So for staying in the Premier League with West Brom, Ben Foster got four grand a point, four thousand pound a point. A so point. okay, so historically, staying in the Premier League means means forty points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you what do quick maths four eight twelve sixteen that's one hundred and sixty grand yeah so 
say we got 40 points and you play, so you need to play in them games as well, yeah? Yeah, so you have to play in those games. So if I've you played have to in... Play, sorry, mate, you have to play 70 minutes of that match. Yeah, you have to start the... Well, you have to play 70, 70 minutes, yeah. So as long as I play every game that season and we get 40 points, I know that is 160 grand as long as, we, as long as we don't get relegated. Yes. Now, if you play less than 70 minutes, yeah. so if you come on in the 75th minute, you get half. Yeah, so that's £2,000 a point. Boom. If you are an unused sub or you come on in 90 plus minutes, you still get a grand. You yeah, get 25%. Nice, that, mate, this is why, like, I honestly, I remember winning these games with West Brom, right? And you would come off the pitch and it, it you would be laughing and thinking, oh my God, buzzing 12 grand as well, that was. 12 grand. Well, Don't get me wrong. The overall right, riding thought is we've just won a game, we are buzzing. Because for West Brom, every game was a battle. You yeah. could, you didn't, it didn't matter who you were playing, it's a tough battle. Premier League is, full stop. But every game for West Brom was a battle, right? And coming off the pitch, having three points was just like, get in there, you little beauty. Especially for the lads on the bench as well it might be a youth player coming oh, up massive do you know what it might be Boaz yeah. uh, Boaz who was your number two yeah. like Boaz n- knew he was your number two yeah. you two had a fabulous working relationship you still got a great relationship now but as a number two if these incentives weren't put in place yeah. there might be a little bit of nip a little, a bit, little of, bit of resentment a little bit of resentment yeah. yeah but if Boaz comes off you come off the pitch the two of you together you win 1-0 and you go You've been paid. He's been paid. Everyone's because a actually, winner. Because actually, Boaz does his job massively, massively really important. important job. Really important. Throughout the week. Yep. And keeping you focused. And, and like, he was very important. Tell us how important he was oh, to you. Oh, he was so important, mate. So influential. It's so... As a goalie, you you need to know that your second choice goalie and your third choice goalie, really, they've got your back. You need to know that they've got your back and they're fighting your corner. And Boaz was that guy. If I, I You could not build a better second choice goalie than Boaz, genuinely. Mm. If I made a good save on a Saturday afternoon, sometimes I would I would catch him out the corner of my eye, being on the bench, jumping up and down like we'd scored a goal. That's brilliant. Genuinely, I could see him and he would be jumping up and down. And there were times when I'd get in at full time or half time and I'd, if I'd had a good half or a good game or something, like the Masseur was like, oh, you should have seen Bo on the bench. Oh my God, he was just jumping around like a dickhead and he was screaming and he was buzzing and he was so happy for you. Was he the best number two you had? Without doubt. Yeah. Without doubt, he I was incredible. I get the impression that um, Aurelio Gomez at Watford was a very good two as oh, well. Mate, actually, do you know what? They are, they're, they're one and one and the same. They are le- genuinely yeah. one and the same. They are like, oh yeah, I, I, I've absolutely killed Aurelio there <laughs> because Aurelio is exactly the same. Like if I could build a perfect number two, it's Aurelio or It'd be a Brazilian Welshman. Oh my God. <laughs> a Brazilian a from the valleys yeah. with a beard. Yeah. A Brazilian with hair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Aurelio is exactly the same. I know he's got my back. I know he's got my corner. In training in the week, if I was tired and I didn't want to do any shooting, Ben, go in, I'll do the tra- I'll do the shooting. Do staff have these bonuses as well? Yes, they do. Like no. physios? Yeah, they're, they're obviously very... Very different to this, completely different to this. It's 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 all very relative to them. But again, it will be a relegation sort of. If as long as you don't get relegated, yeah. they'll get paid a bonus. I tell you what, the other thing that really, really kind of jumped off the page at me is it, it's clearly all about survival and yeah. consolidation. The cut bonuses, like they're not massive. They they're not massive. W- They've never been massive. Like with West Brom, are they a distraction? Yeah, a the little cups? bit. Genuinely, they are. Yeah, because it, it rarely it, happens that. But Blues win the League Cup yeah. or Wigan win the FA Cup. It's a rare. It's a very, very, very rare occurrence that something like that will happen. It does happen, um, but they are... Basically, the Premier League is teams like West Brom's bread and butter. That yeah. is their be-all and end-all. The consolidating and staying in the Premier League is what makes that business run and grow and keep going the way it's going. 
the FA Cup runs, the League Cup runs for the fans are the important bits. They're the bits that really mean something yeah, for the fans do. because I know, having played for Birmingham in a cup final and winning it, how much that means to Birmingham fans. This was, we're talking, this cup final was 12 years ago, right? And I still get people coming up saying that was the best day of my life. Thank you so much. Hey, it was the best hey. day of my life. Best day of my life. People will buy me pints. We were on the train. We went into first class the other day because the train attendant was a blues fan. He was like, you ain't paying, lads. Your money's no good here, Your he money's said. no good here. Let's us in. And that, I said, cheer, mate. That is, that is exactly <laughs> what it does, though. That is, it's like, as a football fan, to see your club win a major trophy at Wembley is the pinnacle. Like, I'm not even a blues fan, right? And I'm not a Wrexham fan, but those two and Watford with that, but those cup final ones, Special. like you go, the best moment in yeah. your football fan life, it's a cup final. Yeah. It's a playoff final. Boom. Which is, I always think that's like the, right, I'm a Wolves fan, right? And I always think it's such a tricky balance between the Premier League and the Championship. Yeah. Because the Premier League, you go to all the big stadiums, you see the best players in the world and stuff. But you're getting beat most weeks, right? Yeah. And Getting relegated from the Prem, it's heartbreaking. I've yeah. been there. But then when you go back into the championship, you start winning. Winning. And it Good feels, buzz about the place. It feels great. Yeah. And then you get a run together and you win more often than not. Heck yeah. And then like we've said before, if you could bottle that playoff final route, he's... Oh, like it's when the best Watford, feeling when, in the world. when you went up with Watford in 05, 06, yeah. was it? Best feeling in the world, oh, that. what a day. Yeah, what a day. Honestly, it was incredible. So, cut bonuses, yeah. tangent. Cut bonuses. I was really surprised. So, do you remember what your... If you won the FA Cup final <sighs> at West Brom... I'm going to go 50 grand. 25 grand. Per person. 25 grand a person, wow. yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, 25... So that's what I'm saying. So, it's the equivalent of basically winning two Premier League games back-to-back. That's mad, that's, isn't that's it? How, that's how much emphasis He's clubs on. like West Brom will put on the Premier League. It's yeah. the equivalent of winning two two games back-to-back in the Premier League is winning the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And then League Cup final. Oh, I'll be peeing at 15 grand. Seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half thousand pounds. That's yeah. what I mean. It's, I'd, say, I'd say winning the cup is it's, it's nothing to do with money. So any, any of the players would not even be thinking about the money. It's when you get to that semi-final stage, and genuinely that is the stage that you think about it. Quarterfinals, you're, you're kind of still sort of, you know, eight teams away. Um, but when you get to semi-final stage, it's, it's like, oh, we could have a genuine day out at Wembley. Do you know, remember when we was at Watford and we beat Wolves in that semi-final? That, like that, winning that game was just, oh, and the change rooms afterwards, it's like, oh my God, like, we are actually going to go to Wembley and play it's in the cup final. It. And then we realised we were playing Man City and thought, oh shit. Here's, here's here one for you then. Would you rather, so let's say when you were in your Blues days, so we should do another one of these contracts with Blues actually. Yeah. So in your Blues days, would you have rather received half a million quid for League Cup runner-ups? Yeah. Or win the cup and get nothing. I'd rather win it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just checking your integrity. Oh no no no. Still, <laughs> still the best the best day of my life. Honestly, best day of my footballing career. Well, I've got two, but the obviously your England debut has to be up there. But the the best moment of my football career was that full time whistle going at Wembley for Birmingham City against Arsenal when we beat them. Honestly, that full-time whistle feeling. Wow! I get yeah. goosebumps right now. It's honestly, it's like the horniest feeling, lads. I promise you. <laughs> what? It is. It's like, it does. It makes me want to grip my teeth and just go, wow. 
It was just the best. And I, I only because... <laughs> the, no, uh, the horniest Nah, thing. you know what I mean, though, yeah. But it's that feeling of, like, when the whistle went, right, and you look at those Blues fans just going absolutely oh, bonkers, mate. Bonkers. 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 Flags everywhere and just absolute... Just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. And that's what it we was. We talk about it like... Oh, I still like we, talk about we it. We went at the club the other day, didn't we, to watch the racing and stuff. And it's still talked about. It's still talked like, about, And mate. it's not even... For, for like the fan, like with your mates and stuff like that, it's not really about that. It's about the day out. The day like, out, yeah. Oh, the that's day I mean. You have legendary. a different experience, but it's still just as legendary. I would say it's better than Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about um, the... So if you get relegated yeah. with West Brom... This is a big one yeah. that people want to know. Does your pay get cut? Yes. It does. Yes, it does. And quite heavily as well. It does, yeah. Um, so, so you... Uh, again, again for, for these kind of teams, so for a, a Watford, a West Brom, um, those, sort of, those sort of teams that is a possibility you could get relegated, you will always have a relegation wage cut. And it will be a percentage. So your let's so your basic wage at oh, West Brom. Oh gosh, are we saying it? Am I saying it out loud? In your first contract, in my first contract in 2012 at West Brom, was um, I think it was forty thousand pound a week. Damn, was it forty thousand? Yeah, it was. It was forty thousand pound a week. So wow. um, that was your first one. So obviously the second one. Well, well, we might do another episode on that. Um, but that was my first contract. So how long? How how long was the duration of this contract? By the way, four was... year deal was it? I think it was a four year deal. I think it was. It was a four-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's what it was. However, if you get relegated... So, so say in that first season, I'm, I'm earning £40,000 a week, and then we go and get relegated. Yep. Yeah. You're not getting... Obviously, no bonus are payable whatsoever. You're not getting anything. I had a clause in my contract because I was, I was one of the higher earners. I was definitely not the top earner, but I was one of the higher earners. And my wages went down to £25,000 if we got relegated. Yes. So I would have So, I would have been in the championship with West Brom... Uh, with three years left on my deal on £25,000 a week. If we had got promoted again the very next season, they would have gone up the next season back up to forty. Yeah, and you'd have, you'd have got a bonus for getting back into the Prem, which is a bonus of ten grand and a bonus of ten grand for every game played above 24 games. But it was capped. So if you played the whole season yeah. and they got promoted, it was 150 grand. Oh, well, that's that's lovely, to be fair. Like, say, when you're in the championship, you wouldn't... I wouldn't expect to get too many bonuses in the championship. I wouldn't, yeah. because that's... Don't get me wrong, it's obviously a very lucrative league, but it's not Premier League money. No, no, it really it. isn't. I know there's parachute payments, that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't really expect to get any sort of heavy bonuses for getting promoted again. Okay, and then loyalty bonus. So loyalty is... bonus is kind of like... It, it, so let me explain how loyalty bonuses work, right? So a loyalty bonus, if I sign a four-year contract, right, um, the, the loyalty bonus is to, they'll pay it you once a transfer window is closed, yeah, the following season. So yes. when I so when I first sign, when I first sign, I will get the first loyalty payment, right, which was how much per year? 250 bags. Wow. 250 grand. Buzzing with that, by the way. Yeah, so that was like September after you signed. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So September. So the transfer window has closed at this point. Yeah, okay? now just, just quickly, when we say loyalty bonus, this is what the kind of average fan would know as a signing on fee. A signing on fee, exactly So when that. you hear £3 million signing on fee for yeah. a four-year deal, yeah. they don't get £3 million quid. No chance. That will get... So 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 my, so my I had a £1 million signing on fee for, for West Brom, but it gets broken down over the length of the contract, yeah? So you get it each year that you're there. So I yeah. was there for four years. I would get four instalments of £250,000. If I'm still at the club in the Premier League, yeah, yeah 
come September, right? So once the transfer window has, has closed, boom, then you're entitled to your your payment because you're still at the club. So yeah, as soon as I signed for West Brom, um, they paid it in the September, which was a few months after I'd signed. Um, and then that's it, boom. Then obviously I stayed there. The very next season you would get it at the same time because we're still in the Premier League. It's important to say that throughout the duration of these, my contracts at West Brom, we were always in the Premier League. We're always, we stayed in the Premier League all the way through. This is a, we, I had some of the best years of my career at this football club, by the way. Like I, honestly, I absolutely loved playing for West Brom. They are the, the team probably that's closest to my heart. Obviously, you know, my kids are West Brom fans. I'll always, I'll always watch out for them. I'll go and watch them sometimes. You were eight years, were you? Seven or eight years. Seven yeah. or eight years. Seven or eight so. years. They're, yeah, they've got a real, like West Brom will probably be the team that I will look out for and support more than anyone. Right, so Fozzie, we've talked about the kind of survival bonus. Yep. So if you stay up four grand a point, there's also a appearance fee on top of that. Yes. So like you said, like they're not back then, they're not like Man United wages, but you were heavily incentivized on points. So I'm not only heavily incentivized on points, it was also playing. Yes. So they they're ba- they're ba- again, teams like teams that teams like West Brom and Watford, etc., who might not be able to pay the big bucks. What they can do is pay you a bonus that that they can pay at the end of the season as long as you're in the Premier League. Because yep. as long as you're in the Premier League, they the, the team get all the money. The team get the Premier League money. Yep. So they're cash rich again. They can pay bonuses. Yep. So they're happy to pay players who have performed and who have yep. played. So if you've, as a goalie, if you've played 38 games that season, which I did quite a few times. And you stayed up. Yeah, quite a few times for West Brom. Well, but even if you don't stay up, if you play 38 games as a goalkeeper, you you do you have to be doing all right. Absolutely. Because you have to have a, a level of consistency that says you've played well enough each week to retain your place. Yeah. So like I say, most of the time I would have played 38 games that season, but you, so you will have an appearance fee as well. And my appearance fee in this was, you tell me, I don't, I can't even remember. Guess. Um, four, I'll go for four again. Six. Thousand pounds per Six appearance. Six grand appearance. So, just to put this into perspective, when you talk about players on two hundred grand a week, it's not always a base salary, is it? Oh, of I two, don't know. You know, yeah, not so always. Most of the time, people talk about their base salary. Most of the time. So, in the in the paper, if you read somebody is on seventy grand a week, normally that's what it okay, means. Okay. They are on seventy grand a week. But again, though, if you're talking about these big teams. Man City, for example, they're they're paying heavy bonuses if they win stuff, yeah? yeah heavy sure. bonuses. Like you're talking another few million quid per player if they win stuff. That's mad, isn't it? So let's so let's look at it. Let's look at the, we're coming up to Easter at the moment. Yeah. So let's say roll back the clocks, ten years, you're at West Brom, you play two games in a week, yeah. Premier League games in a week, you won win one, you lose one. Yeah. So you got forty grand a week, plus you've got Two appearance fees. At 12 grand. So that's 12 grand. Yeah. Plus you've got... 12 grand for winning one game. Yeah. So that's 24, 64 bags out of it that week. Buzzing. Yeah, that's how it works. Wow. Obviously, you you know, as a player, you don't even look at it like that. You don't even think about it like that. It's just you take each game as it comes. And genuinely, you... For me, bonuses were always just like, yeah, they were exactly that. They were a bonus. They were they were brilliant, but it's not ever something I would take fully into account so much. I yeah, would yeah. I would obviously think about it at the end of the season when we've done well and we've stayed up and we've performed and I've performed, and then I'd think, oh, nice, like what, what I need to know a ballpark at least, so know what to do with it, sort of thing. Who who kind of 
tracks this? Do you have a little spreadsheet or something that you... No, the, uh, this is where your accountants come into play. So I, I have my accountant and my financial advisors who will have literally done a spreadsheet. They will have all the games that are played, all the minutes, and they will have my contract. They will have a copy of my contract. Um, so they will have gone through that with a fine tooth comb and they will know, they will know exactly what I, am, what I am due because they need to know for, for tax reasons as well. So they need to know that when the club pay me, they need to know that my tax code is correct. Sure. Um, they need to know that I've been paid the right amount because if if West Brom, for example, underpay me or overpay me, they have to submit them figures to the Inland Revenue. And if they submit the wrong figures and it doesn't tally up with our figures, this is where you can open yourself up to an... You're getting whacked by no, the tax man. You get a tax investigation. Yeah. You'll, you'll open yourself up to a tax <laughs> investigation. So it's in, you have to know that our figures match the club's figures. Sure. So before the payment's due... My financial advisor will get in touch with the finance department at West Brom and say, hi, uh, we've done all the figures for Ben's um, bonus schedule. We know that he's entitled to this amount of money. Does that tally up to what you've got for him? And if it's off, they'll work out where they've gone wrong and they'll eventually get Baggies were always good with that, weren't they? Baggies were brilliant. Okay. um, One thing now I want to talk about is the player termination of contracts. Oh, okay. So in here, it's basically like for the club side, if you go out and murder someone you're going to get sacked. protection on yeah, their side yeah, basically obviously yeah. something like that but it works both ways as well so it's been in the in the news this week Wigan for example yeah but uh, can I just say on this as well quickly this like when things like this happen I, I, I it would be so it would be nice to know that other football fans especially championship fans would sort of rally behind Wigan a little bit here and don't take it as an opportunity to sort of gloat and sort of laugh at teams being in the mud and all that kind of stuff because it's it's not a nice thing. No. It isn't. It's it's obviously the the club are struggling financially. I don't know the ins and outs of it as to why they might have the owners might not be doing it properly or they might have made bad invest or whatever it is. Like, but either way, it's the fans and it's the players that will get hurt by this. The and most. it's just the staff at the club as exactly well, isn't that, it? Yeah. You know, you well, might have players that are doing even at you know bottom of the champo level they'll play players earning good money good money for but there's sure. staff there that, that it's their livelihood Mate, staff are living week to week they're living month to month honestly so this will hit them really hard and it's a it's a massive worry and it's a big stress and like i say for the for uh, that's just the player and the, and the staff but when you look at the fan side of it as well they've just been deducted three points um they're almost certainly facing relegation now it's mm. it's not a nice place to be no it's sad it's, it's really sad. not and a nice I think place the to football be. community are good like yeah that. I'd like it, to it, think it's a bit so, of yeah. banter and you know, we beat. We, that's one thing. Yeah, but, but when it becomes is, yeah. to livelihoods, I think exactly. The football yeah, especially community someone like Wigan, who you know, in their yeah, recent history, have been, have, been a, have been a good club. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that though, there's like a fo- if you're not paid by a club, you can serve them notice basically after 14 days. Is this days. what it says basically? Yeah, then, it says, yeah. It says that if you're not paid, we don't pay you. What you, does the actual clause say? If re- remuneration is not paid within 14 days of being due, i.e., on payday, you can look to null and void terminate your contract terminate your contract yeah. um it's not that easy i'm sure but yeah. that's the crux of it have you ever known anything like that um no this is this is a little bit of a fragile one though because if say for example i was at west brom and they were in financial troubles and we were we were fighting relegation and then they didn't pay us for two weeks if I then went and said, right, you haven't paid me for two weeks, I'm well within my rights to terminate my contract, I will not be turning up tomorrow and I won't be playing for you at the weekend, yeah? If I was a first-team player, that is going to go down like a, the leadiest of lead balloons. Shit sandwich. An absolute double shit sandwich with shit on top. Honestly, <laughs> it would go down so badly. It's one very unprofessional, yep. yeah? Because if I'm part of the team, I'd want to help my team out. But 
it's basically jumping ship. It is. It's like, I'm all right, Jack. I'll look after myself. You lot, all the best. And that is for... But that, that, that's, that's very different. Sorry to interrupt. That's very different because that's the club's kind of misfortune in terms of how it's run yeah. or financial instability. Because people might say, there might be an argument but you left when we were relegated. Yeah, true But that, that's yeah. a very different circumstance, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, completely. It's um, this, the, yeah, the, the, the way the fans would view that is probably fairly similar to leaving if somebody gets relegated. But uh, the way football works nowadays, it's, um, I think a, a lot of people don't really see the behind the scenes stuff of how clubs are, I've seen the way some players have been treated in the past and I just think, wow, you know, you don't read about this in the press. You don't, you get to see, you get to see when a player hands a transfer request in and, you know, everybody makes out that they're spoiled brats and this and that and they're just chasing the money. Um, but I see, the, I've seen the other side of it where clubs uh, have happily washed their hands of players and give them no support and gone, basically, yeah, you're not wanted, go away, get out. Um, you're not, you're not, we, we don't want to pay you anymore. So just go and find a club deal with it and I've seen it happen so it, it it works both ways it really really does but I understand fans fury because fans have an emotional investment with football clubs they do that's that's what they pay their money for they go support them they buy the merchandise the shirts they have an emotional investment so when a player does something that wrongs a football club it hurts their heart a little bit so I can understand why they might vent obviously the lengths they go to to vent sometimes are probably a little bit overboard but that's football that's what gets us talking every week. It is, it is. Okay. And then there's a couple more things. I think we've covered most things off, Ben. It's a good, con um, it's a decent contract talk though, isn't it? Like, West, yeah, I have to say, West sure. Brom, the West Brom contract is completely different to a Man United contract. Yeah. It is, it is fully, fully based around survival. If you play the games and you perform and you survive, you'll get looked after. But you've got to imagine teams like West Brom would have had, Teams like West Brom would have had about 14 players that would pretty much start most of the time. It would be a revolving 14 players, yeah? They haven't got the squad depth of a Man United to to, to play 20-odd players each season and rotate them around and all that. We would have 14 first-team players that would start most of the time, and and that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And then the other provisions that I wanted to talk about is little things, but people are interested to know player agrees to have 200 pound a month deducted from their salary for breakfast and lunch oh yeah in you the pay canteen. that all day long mate the food at West Brom was wicked as well well honestly Luke... the food was so good at West Brom I loved it 200 quid a month is absolute penis well, and I would the foam. yeah I would I would get breakfast every day and it, I would either eat in the canteen afterwards because the food was great or if I was in a rush I would just get them to put it in a little plastic pot and I would have it for lunch on the way home or whatever and then sometimes if I knew I had nothing in at home or whatever they would pop me a couple up for night so I could eat them for dinner as well and if it was something really nice on I'd go do me like four or five pots would you so you're taking feed. the piss you so should be paying 400 I would be like can you so I can feed the family or something tonight I ain't got to worry about cooking I can just stick it in the microwave and warm it up you, yeah you need to feed the family you're only on for, a month, you were only on 40 bags a week you need to take some for the family mate 200 quid no but it's time isn't it man I'm a busy <laughs> man right? I'm ferreting around but um, um, 200 quid a month is I would say more than reasonable yeah more yeah. than reasonable absolutely that's like massively yeah. massively subsidised right Player and players and immediate family have access to the club doctors at all times for £75 a month that's incredible yeah that's really really good on call 24 hours um that's a lovely peace of mind yeah it is that is exactly that it's really good peace of mind is um is knowing that if anything kicked off if if somebody suddenly fell ill is not only can you ring a doctor and they can tell you what best to do or what ointment to take or pills or whatever but also 
if you say say if somebody got that my dad needs a scan on his shoulder where can i get a scan from they can go right we can give you a referral for this for this yeah, you sure. can take in there so it, it does it covers everything off that's one thing actually funnily enough that um i've kind of had to when you when you stop playing football you yeah. don't have access to that kind of stuff so when i've spent the last part of 20 years having access to all of that kind of stuff masses physios doctors um suddenly you stop playing football and if i hurt my arm or shoulder or wrist or i feel ill or something i'm like I'm gonna to have to go to the doctors. So I've had to like, or I've had, suck it I've up. had to register at the doctors or stuff. Someone like, suck it up. You talk to me. I don't get ill. All right, <laughs> I am the least ill man in the world. That's all very right? true. That's very true. One more on here. Well, two more on here. Player, this is interesting. That I this was in your contract. Player agrees to live within a forty mile radius of the training ground. Oh, I would have been touch and go on that. Would you? I would have been real touch and go. I was about the limit. I was about forty miles. So what they're basically saying, forty miles is. It, within an hour's drive-ish. Yeah, within an hour's drive. Um, there were players that definitely did not live within an hour. There were players that were living in um, Manchester. Doors? Um, not naming names, <laughs> but there were players that were living in Manchester and they were driving down every day down to to, um, to Walsall where the training ground was. I heard a story, and I'm not expecting you to name names, of a player having one of those, like, Viano cars. Yeah, that's a few of them. sleeping, yeah. quilt pillows yes. having it flat and yeah. literally having it as another two or three hours Mate, there, there's been i i know for a fact there's loads of players that have done that yeah. who quite literally will get they will they'll pack a bag the night before training the car will come and pick them up at 6 30 in the morning or whatever they will go straight into the back of the van yeah with this bag in their shorts and pajamas or whatever have it go straight back to sleep for an hour straight back to sleep get it out of the training ground they've got all their clothes in the bag and go and have a shower go and get changed into their kit and stuff like that fresh as a daisy good to go that's what they would do that's madness it's good isn't it yeah it's good. It, it is good but yeah. In the world with sports science and stuff, I some know, may yeah. argue that is that good preparation? Definitely not. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Thought but, you were going to jump to their defence. The, even this though, this is the sort of thing that you know, unless you can sort of catch people red-handed doing it, yeah, then yeah. they're not going to do anything about it. And like I say, ultimately, as long as players doing aren't job. getting injured and they're doing a job and they're professional, they're on time. People, football clubs, for example, will kind of let let you get away with it. Okay, one final thing. One final thing, should I say. Uh, agreed. Seven hours per week for community and public relations. Never gets done. Never gets done. No, seven Nowhere hours. Nowhere near Seven it. hours is seven more hours than a, a good amount, actually, but yeah. they will lean on certain players more than others. Yeah, they right? will. So West Brom were actually very good at doing stuff in the community. Very, very good. We would Albion do, Foundation. Definitely wasn't seven hours a, a, a week, I guarantee you that. But we would we would almost certainly do... We'd, uh, we'd end up doing probably one one event per per two weeks i'd say where it would be you'd leave training at one o'clock and you would have to go to a school a hospital attend a night event and that's probably where the seven hours thing it comes because you would be there for the rest of the day pretty much but again it's a case of football clubs don't want you doing too much of this sort of stuff because they don't want you on your feet they don't want you standing around they want you to like they they do they want you to basically go home get your feet up and relax that's what they want you to do Okay, no, that is absolutely fair enough. Um, I think we're good, mate. That was banging, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. And it, um, it's amazing how we came up with this idea this morning. No, um, we didn't. We're we much did. more prepared no, we than didn't. that. we're not. We we're came much... up with this idea this morning. Should we do another contract? Yeah, I've got some contracts at home. Yeah. Just want to say a massive shout out to everybody connected to West Bromwich Albion Football Club. The players, the fans, the staff. Incredible. You'll always have a special place in my heart. Up the Foscast. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. 
don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. Cast.